probably the easiest one would be the psychedelics. It's a prime suspect, a chemical within uh, interacting with the brain. So psychedelic compounds binding binds to receptors, sites and trigger surge in serotonin and glutamate levels. Hi, I'm Zita Berta, a wizard of well-being, a nutritionist, yoga teacher and coach. And alongside me is your synaptic trainer, Dr. Terry McIver, former lecturer of science and the brain behind IGH3P, which is short for the International Guild for Hypnotherapy, NLP and Three Principles. For practitioners and trainers, IGH3P is an accredited professional body dedicated to holistic health. Together, we are your guides on Stress Less, Live More podcast each episode is a mosaic of wisdom, weaving in threads from hypnotherapy, NLP, neuroscience, mindfulness, nutrition, and fitness. It's not just about listening, it's about transforming your health, your mindset, and your life. We'll tackle the tough stuff, celebrate the triumphs, and get real about the link between your neurons and the joy in your day-to-day life. Expect stories, expert-backed strategies, and that friendly nudge you need to elevate your well-being. So whether you're looking to refine your mental fitness or simply crave a life with more smiles and less stress, this is your haven. Grab your favorite cuppa, get comfy, and let's unravel the secrets to living more and stressing less. Because a life well-loved is a life well lived and you my friend deserve just that this is stress less live more where your journey to a stress-free life begins welcome back to the stress less live more podcast i'm so excited to chat to dr terry our synaptic trainer about the altered states of consciousness terry how are you today how was your weekend i'm great Zeta. thank you very much i was all good how was yours very good. Very cold. <laughs> yes. We are in the winter time. So, Terry, can you tell me about the altered states of consciousness and how they reshape our brain patterns and awareness? Well, another state of, an altered state of consciousness signifies any mental state markedly different from our normal waking consciousness. This involves substantial changes in how we perceive, process, interact, with both of our internal and external environment environments. So therefore, our levels of, of consciousness, you know, we have different, as I say, brain waves. We go from our gamma, which is very high functioning, to beta, which is looking at our daily lives and our daily workings. And then we can then drop to alpha, theta, and sleep which is delta. Now, alpha and theta are the lower brain waves, which are like trance and trance during hypnosis. So we can change these, change to these different brain patterns, brain waves at different parts of the day, depending on what we're actually doing. So if we're carrying out a very high functioning job, you would hit the gamma, you would then finish that task of the high-functioning job. You would go to beta, and then you would maybe come back and have a 
you know, after your dinner or something like that, you would maybe go into a light trance and drop down again into theta and then into delta, you might have a sleep. So therefore, you know, we during the day, we go through our different consciousness levels as a matter of course. Yeah, that totally makes sense because um, like yoga, um, other breathing techniques, they also induce altered states or, or transitions. And you mentioned also in our previous podcast that some other activities, maybe like meditation, can also induce altered state transitions. Apart from yoga, breathing techniques and meditation, what are some of the ways we can purposefully induce altered state transitions? Well, activities like meditation, sensory deprivation, overload, uh, talk about psychedelics as well. You know, that's the brain altering chemicals. Could be chanting or drumming rituals, uh, floated float tanks as well as another one. If you've ever done floating in a tank of water and you're you can then like a body out of body experience that can be produced through very dropping to the various uh, brain cycles, brain waves. Uh, these have all been shown to reliably produce altered states within us. Obviously, they use different modalities. Obviously, self-hypnosis as well would be another one. What many have in common is calming the prefrontal cortex. We talked about the prefrontal cortex before, which is the executive part of the brain, and basically calming that. And why we calm that is we want to bypass any critical faculty that we may have there or, or do have and this then will enable us to transcend to a higher level of consciousness more more easily uh, yeah that's fascinating i i just wanted to jump in to say that i have never tried float tanks before but that would be something that i would yeah. be really interested in trying and also, like I mentioned, that like yoga and meditation, they also increase um, alpha and theta waves. And basically, these are the two types of ways that are beneficial for our immune system as well. And, and then they help to balance our brain chemistry in, in favor of better mood. So I'm okay. aware that, the, yeah, so I'm aware that yoga means um, a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, but I think most of them would agree that we all seek yoga for its effect on the mind. So not so much, you know, like a physical results, but more like that calmness that, uh, you know, just to overcome that that mental chatter um, of the ego. That's the voice of the beta waves, right? Yeah. So just to subduing the, the prefrontal cortex you mentioned, Terry, that has a kind of this inhibiting effect. Um, am I right? Well, it's the critical. It's the critical thinking. It's our problem solving. It's where we go. No, we we no. Let's not do that because I think it's 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 not going to work, or I think it's silly, or mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, or whatever it might be. Uh, our critical mind is something that'll try and hold us back, and try and and give us excuses in order for us not to try these different modalities. So therefore, bypassing that critical part, dumbing down, if you like, the prefrontal cortex, which handles higher cognitive functions for rightward attention, can be 
temporarily suppressed, unlocking aspects of awareness and sensitivity normally filtered out or inhibited by our consciousness. So simultaneously, alterations get induced in neural uh, conductivity patterns, blood flow distribution, and neurotransmitter levels also uh, precipitating shifts in conscious contents. So all these things change. You reduce blood flow to the to the region. You have neurotransmitter uh, levels uh, changing, and so all of these things make us then uh, into this altered state. Okay, could you expand a little bit more on how some of these neural changes unfold? Um, just would love to see like a picture of what's um, transpiring under the hood. Yeah, well, probably the easiest one would be the psychedelics, the prime suspect, the chemical within uh, interacting with the brain. So psychedelic compounds binding binds to receptors, sites and trigger surge in serotonin and glutamate levels while suppressing filters in the default mode network. So this enables much freer communication between normally distinct brain uh, modules. We also observe drops in alpha waves replaced by more chaotic gamma waves. So essentially the brain moves in a more unconstrained, interconnected state. Our our brain tends to produce um, gamma waves when when we are intensely focused or actively engaged in solving problem. And according to research, when experienced Tibetan practitioners go deep into meditation, they produce uncommonly powerful gamma brain waves of electrical activity uh, in which unusually large regions of um, neural real estate pulse in synchrony 30 to 80 times a second. So this interconnected state of the mind translates to the vivid uh, unorthodox perceptions and metaphorical thinking common in psychedelic trips. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the unfiltered barrage of sensations coupled with loose conceptual associations and suppressed reality testing is what generates the mind-expanding quality these substances have been known for, uh, for better or for worse, depending on your uh, perspective. Yeah, so why we absolutely do not endorse anything illegal or, or risky here uh, are there potential upsides you've observed when altered states are accessed more consciously? Well, without doubt, you know, you want to prob- you want to do it without the, the chemical stimulants. You can do it naturally as well. Uh, so you have benefits like accelerated healing, uh, creativity boosts, intrinsic spirituality, self-actualization, actually being aware of your of self completely have all been linked to temporarily changes in consciousness. Uh, We can hypothesize uh, that by moving beyond ingrained mental patterns, new perspectives and potentials arise. And obviously new, if we have new perspectives, we have new opportunities for change as well. Of course, with a great power comes great responsibility as as they say, regarding set, setting and integration but used 
maturely. Other states offer gateways to richer dimensions of imagination, understanding, and wisdom within ourselves. And we also have to know ourselves before we can help anyone else. So, you know, it's always it's always important to for any coach out there to be able to have their own problems or their own issues solved before they go out to solve others because their own issues when they're with clients can crop up and be mirrored by the client as well. That's fantastic. And it's such a wonderful uh, positive framing focusing on human flourishing opportunities. So as we wrap up, Terry, what guidance or principles would you offer to our listeners so they could further explore this realm responsibly, of course? Well, of course. Well, alter states with clear intent and scaffolding for navigating the experience. Don't underestimate the power to transform not only temporary awareness, but personality over time as well through neuroplasticity. And integrate back calmly, focusing on applying lessons uh, learned afterwards in a pragmatic way too. So always reflect on what your experience was and what lessons you've learned and then try and implement those lessons within your life. So if done carefully and with accountability, altered states can be truly revelatory rather than just recreational. Sage advice. Dr. Terry, thank you so much for this fascinating dive into altered states of consciousness. You've given us all much food for thought. My pleasure, Lita. Thank you for having me. So thank you for listening. We hope the content of our discussion is useful for your personal and professional journey. Until next time, keep exploring the vast landscape of your mind and remember the journey inward is the most extraordinary of all. This has been Stressless, Live More. Goodbye for now. Bye.